Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where we give a bit of a breakdown to the Joe Rogan podcast of the week, uh, kind of review them, talk about them, discuss them, things that we liked about it, and uh, just another way to kind of uh, show our respects to that great show and give fans a bit of a voice. And uh, people are always hit me up with questions and wanting to expand on different podcasts that they've listened to. You know, within three hours, a lot of times you find people listening to Joe Rogan's podcast will be at work or pottering around doing different things from all different walks of life. So they have opinions and questions, and I was the same way. And uh, it's just a good opportunity here to uh, expand on it. Um, sometimes I have guests on, and we get into a particular episode. Uh, some people I know or other Joe Rogan fans that will hit me up and they're really passionate about an episode. Maybe they'll come on and talk about it. A lot of times, just me yammering away. So uh, I appreciate your patience with it. Um, anyway, uh, this week, John Dudley on Podcast 1181. John Dudley is a fantastic guy. He's always great to listen to because he, he has like the calmest voice and he seems like such a chill dude. He's a world-renowned bow hunter, um, really in a lot of ways one of the best in the world and um, definitely if if he's not the best in the world then he is such a positive voice for the hunting community and what bow hunting is and he really just educates and and uh, puts some much needed positive information out there about what he does obviously good friends with Joe and they hunt together quite often um, sounds like a great time to go hunting with those guys for sure uh, he was at the fight, Connor's fight with Khabib. That's really like most of the talk of much of these podcasts, at least uh, this previous week. Makes sense though, right? I mean, what a crazy fight. And they were talking about how it, Joe was saying, no doubt, no no rematch for Connor and Khabib, at least not right away. He wants to see Ferguson and Khabib, which makes sense. That'd be a great fight. Connor got smashed so bad that to be honest, other than what was it, the third round, he got some strikes off. There would just be no fight worth watching, uh, in Joe's opinion. But they were talking about the tension. So John John had some good seats. Uh, I'm sure they were like the f seats that Joe gets. He probably gets a certain amount of tickets that he can give to his friends. So I'm sure those seats are great. And uh, he was saying that, John was saying that I think just in front of him was the Irish. And then just in front of them were the, were the Russians. And he said there was a lot of tension between them both. Uh, they saw a little bit of the shit talking going on with uh, Connor's jiu-jitsu coach to Khabib. And then obviously Joe saw some of that. He talked about it. And uh, then when people started jumping in the ring and things got crazy, they said all in all, though, it was, it was not anywhere as violent as it could have been. There weren't big fights breaking out in the... Um, the venue itself, which is which is good to hear, because the whole thing is so unfortunate, and um, you know that's kind of how that goes. Then they talked a little bit about the Ferguson fight. So for those of you that didn't see Ferguson versus Pettis, man, you don't even have to be a UFC fan to watch that and enjoy it. That was two warriors going at it, and the most amazing part is Tony Ferguson just had his ACL replaced or rebuilt in April. He blew it in April. It's only been since it's what's that six months, and he's taking kicks to the leg during a you know an interim title bat bout from one of the best kickers in the game, 
and just eating them all and just charging forward. I mean, Tony Ferguson is an absolute beast. So to watch him next against Khabib would be is going to be great. I cannot wait. That's going to be uh, such an incredible uh, fight. Um, next, John Dudley was talking a little bit about his days as an archer and uh, being like professional archery competitions where they have like tiny targets over all these different distances and you got to shoot them and he was talking about how they used to train differently like in the 90s there was uh he was saying they used to drink a little bit you know or certain archers would they'd have a few beers just to calm their nerves and then they'd actually shoot better and uh that was like a thing that was kind of like tried out. Obviously, in professional competitions, you can't do that, at least not these days, maybe back in the day. Another thing people get caught for is uh, beta blockers. And beta blockers are a pill that suppress your adrenal secretion. So your adrenal glands won't pump adrenaline into your system during times of like stress. So you stay calmer stay calmer during that time and uh that obviously keeps your your hand from shaking or any nerves getting to you and allows you to be calmer to take the shot those are banned as well and uh, you know it kind of makes sense that it's that way because uh that is sports enhancing right i mean if you're taking something that can allow you to stay calmer i mean you know it's part of being really good at anything or the highest level of anything you, you it's not just that you have to be good at the event but you've got to be able to keep your mind strong and um i guess taking drugs to kind of ease that pressure is not really allowed it's not really fair uh but i found that quite fascinating uh joe was saying that he wants to try beta blockers and do something scary and see how that goes uh, who knows what what he really thinks about that but i thought that was quite funny um then they move on to like the different types of hunting that you can do around the country so there's like public and private lands sometimes with private land hunting they have them kind of fenced in um which is just a no-no for certain hunters depending on how big the enclosed area is i guess they feel like it's not real they're like captive animals and uh you know i can see that point that kind of makes sense another thing he talks about is how you find your spot so for those of you that have never been hunting, um, it's important early on to kind of go out and kind of learn the landscape a little bit if you can. And you can mark areas on your GPS and they have these like little Garmin specific GPSs that, you know, they're not using any internet. They just use straight up to the satellites and like overlay a dot point position on a map, I guess is how it works, like a built-in map on your device so you can you can like set different locations and mark things out so there, there might be some good spots for like um looking over a valley so you got a good spot to see from or just just like a, a nice area to hunt through if you know animals are coming through here at certain times so what they were getting in what john was talking about is how you keep your spots private you don't want to tell people where they are and if people know you know they shouldn't be taking your spot and joe had a real issue with this because he was like, look, you don't own it. It's not yours. It's just a spot. And it's private land or public land. Like anyone can go there. And that really is an important point to make. Though it's really not shared by 
a lot of hunters. So Joe has quite a unique perspective on this. But it's one that makes sense. It's like you can't get tribal with this stuff. If you've got a good spot and then someone finds it and is there, you got to go get another spot. It's tough. I mean, what other choice do you have? You're not going to fight them to the death. It's kind of how it goes down. Uh, on one of John's hunts not that long ago, he saw um, what he thought was a big grizzly in a certain area that where grizzly bears weren't supposed to be. And they have very distinct like claw marks that can be left. Uh, so he took a picture of it. And uh, some conservationist contacted him and said, hey, this is a very important find. If there, if there are brown bears up here, um, we need to know because one hasn't been seen here for a long time. But when the pictures were sent off, I guess John um, was told that that wasn't one. It was just a perfectly colored, I guess, black bear that looked very similar. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting that even a professional at his level... Um, it's hard to tell kind of what animals are in front of you. Um, but again, anytime I hear these, and John Dudley has this amazing story where he went to get this elk and realized he was in the middle of a wolf slayer. And they had to, they just had a couple of bullets and a bunch of arrows and they were actually shooting wolves to save their lives. Like the wolves were coming for him. And it just, the situations that he's found himself in, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like a war with nature in a way and we forget how terrifying it is out there but these guys know it you know and it's hard for them to get their message across you get like a bunch of vegetarians or pita guys or anti-hunting people which hey i completely understand your stance too i was raised being completely against all of that stuff it you know everyone there's a lot of strong arguments on either side but the way to truly understand it is to kind of like be a part of it you know I mean, if you've never been on a hunt, Joe says it. Go on one. You don't have to actually hunt, but just see what it entails. See what it's about. If you hate it and you never want to do it again, then at least you know more about your your side of the argument. But you might get a different perspective from it. It's kind of kind of cool stuff. Um, they they want to go on a caribou hunt. I guess I guess Joe was talking about wanting to go on a caribou hunt. Uh, one interesting fact that Joe had that John did not know is that the female caribous are the only female deer species that have antlers, which is kind of cool. And it's to fend off wolves and caribou are pretty big. So uh, I thought that was uh, kind of an interesting thing. And then like really many of the podcasts that they both go on, they talked about cooking and the foods that they cook. So they cook at camp when they take a, an animal down and it's like the freshest meat you can imagine. And maybe it was just killed that day or the day before. And they take these, grills called Traeger grills Traeger it's a company that makes makes like these wood pellet feeding grills uh supposed to be fantastic and you can take small ones and cook with them at the perfect temperature for very long periods of time and get incredible flavored meat and uh but and and it, I mean it just sounds amazing I just when the way that they describe it like my mouth is watering I would love to get some meat cooked by someone who really knows what they're doing as fresh as that. And uh, that's when they ended it with Steve Ranello, who's another legendary hunter, used to be on the show Meat Eater and Apex Warrior, and uh, is a really cool guy from from the things that I've heard about him. Uh, he's just released a cookbook. So check out Steve Ranello's cookbook if you're into cooking any sort of um, um, game that you kill, like deer or elk, or if you're a hunter, 
And if not, and you just like cooking some bison and, and you want a cool cookbook, then uh, it sounds it sounds like a, a really good book to have. I mean, it's a unique cooking style in a way that he's done a lot of. So even though he's not really like, you know, a master chef turn cookbook maker, he's a guy that's cooked with this type of meat for a long time, kind of obsesses about everything. So when Steve Rinella says he knows something, I... I I bet a lot that he does. I, he wouldn't have just thrown his his energy behind this if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't legit. But uh, great conversation all around. Always cool to get different perspectives, especially about the fight and then anything that John Dudley knows because he's uh, he's such a fucking cool dude. But anyway, listen to that one. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk again soon. Love you guys.